Opinionated Marketers, a podcast from Cambridge Marketing College. Charles, you have seen an article about OPEC and oil this morning. They're now talking about cutting oil production. Now, if that starts to uh, gain traction in the marketplace, then there'll be all sorts of speculation and the future price of oil will go up again and we'll be back into you know, nearly two dollars, uh, sorry, two pounds a litre um, before we know it. Um, so speculation is, is a real problem. Yes, and the idea behind the OPEC thing is they actually keep the price inflated by reducing the supply. Mm. And that does relate back to some of the things that are going on in government. I mean, one of the reasons why energy prices are sky high is because you either increase energy supply or you reduce demand. And one of the classic ways of reducing demand is by using a price lever. Mm. So if governments then jump in by reducing the, the costs... Um, not possibly in the way that it has been explained. There is no price cap. Um, you can still be charged a lot more money than um, perhaps the government is suggesting. Um, if you had, if you remove that artificial price, that price cap artificially and therefore do not deflate demand, you have a problem with supply. And that's where at the moment we seem to still be struggling with, it's a supply side problem. It's not a demand-led recession. This is very true. Um, And one of the problems, uh, of course, with that is that you've also got the ecological side now, which is the if you reduce the price significantly, then you reduce the incentive for economising on uh, Uh, energy consumption and spending money on energy conservation, which is the other side of the equation from an ethical point of view. Um, There's... um it was a very interesting uh, cartoon in the Financial Times the other week, which is a, a gentleman sitting in a nuclear bunker waiting for um, the uh, the Russian war uh, to, to uh, go away, whilst the water rose around his feet from um, uh, floods um, which were happening around the world. So, you know, we are in a very interesting, uh, inverted commas, situation where we have to balance uh, ethical and environmental uh, targets in terms of reduction of greenhouse gases at the same time with actually managing a poverty problem um, and a cost of living problem. Um it's an unusual situation in entirety. From a marketer's perspective, uh, you know, just bringing this back to wh- where we're talking about, it, it is an issue of constant communication uh, between companies and markets and customers. Uh, and I think the element of apology may well be something that more companies have to pick up on, um, you know, because it is historically what we have done as businesses that perhaps has got us to the situation we're in. So I want to come back to the idea of the um, I don't buy it campaign. Um, And I do think we've talked before about sort of grassroots campaigns and peer-to-peer campaigns because they go on slightly more under the radar than perhaps we're aware of. The Enough is Enough campaign is being run hugely through WhatsApp groups. So if you're not part of the group, you don't necessarily know what's going on. But I do think there is a there is there feels like a groundswell movement that is pushing back against corporate and 
the way marketers have sold things before, partly driven by cost of living, partly driven by a genuine concern and panic and fear about the environmental impact. We realize that we only have one Earth and we can't keep treating it the way we mm. currently are. So I do wonder if there's something that marketers need to be keyed into and aware of and just accept that maybe we can't just keep going the way that we have done previously. And I would rather marketers were leading that conversation than apparently being sort of dragged along behind it. Yes, I think at some point, perhaps, I'm not quite sure when, when I would place it, we moved from being market orientated to being marketing orientated. And what we found was that in order to fuel the growth that was demanded from um, corporate bodies, whether they were private or whether they were public, um, was this growing short-termism um, uh, around the turn of the century, which demanded um, that marketing be applied as basically a high-pressure sales uh, tool um, to constantly shift the gear in terms of moving more and more product stock, um, whether it's services or, or physical product, um, uh, rather than being a, an innovative role and um, a role of um, looking at what customers wanted and how that could be improved uh, in terms of their lifestyle and their lives. I mean, we've, we've known for quite a long time about the environmental impacts, um, but we're able to accommodate those because there always seem to be improvements coming along. Um, now we've got to the point at which there's less leverage or, or um, elbow room for adjustments and marketers definitely do need to be saying to corporations, you know, what value added do we give here? Um, and to some degree, what should we take away from the corporate offering um, to reduce the impact? Um, I think nearly every corporation knows that he's got far too many products and services on its books uh, and as a result, you know, probably could reduce um, for its own efficiency. Yes. And I also think there's a huge element of changing the way that we view successful organisations. And we've touched on this before and it's not a new thought, but you know, CEOs are remunerated on growing companies. And if you're not remunerated on it, you're patted on the back by growing the company. It's what we talk about. Um, you know, growth and growth comes from more sales and more people. Um, but um, maybe we do need to look at it again and go, actually, CEOs need to be um, remunerated on creating a stable company. Yes, I think sustainable as well as um, the environmental aspect of sustainability should become more key. Uh, certainly, as it stands at the moment, the economic p position, perhaps for many corporations, is not that dire in the fact that they would see a small recession or a lower level of growth, and therefore there won't be sufficient imperative to change fundamentally the nature of what it is that the company does. However, it, it will probably only be short-lived and will, um, and then will come back to bite on the basis that I think other environmental issues will start to pressurize corporations to viewing that they really have to think about you know, how um, their organization is stable in the marketplace um, and um, is not contributing to environmental problems and perhaps is leading to the d degree of which we want them actually to put 
something back, as it were, um, into the marketplace. I think the Berghaus um, um, leadership point is a very uh, good one. Um, and um, the degree to which one has to go back is probably to our, our parents and possibly even our grandparents' time, uh, at which the norm was to repair things rather than buying something new. Um, and uh, perhaps that is easier to do if you live in a rental society rather than a purchase society. And that's something that we've been moving to with generations uh, X, Y and Z over um, the years. And so the point may well be that there is more sustainability uh, built in. But yes, I think from a corporate perspective, um, there should be more statements as to how stable this organisation is and sustainable. Yes, and as ever, the usual um, plea to remember that there are 17 United Nations Sustainability Development Goals, not all of which are around carbon. I mean, the one, mm. obviously, the college takes very seriously is the Quality Education um, Sustainability Development Goal. So yeah, there are others to, others to look at. But ultimately, I think, oh, dear, Charles, we've come into agreement. We're not being very opinionated, but we have come to an agreement. that, I, And I, what I really want is marketing to be leading this rather than always seem to be on the back foot. When the, the right to repair came in, why, was it, why weren't companies leading that? Why did that have to come in via politicians? Mm. So, well... Perhaps we come back to the point that we started with, which is the fact that a pol politicians um, need to change their minds. Perhaps corporations need to be more open and say, well, actually, this is a lobbying exercise. We actually mm -hmm. do need to go and talk to, to um, uh, politicians of all hues um, in order to tell them what it is that they need to hear. Um, rather than them reacting to what appears to be the uh, issue of the day rather than taking long-term views. Great stuff. Lovely to speak to you, Charles, as ever. Okay. Nice to talk to you too. Bye-bye. Like and subscribe to this feed for more podcast content. From Cambridge Marketing College.